Hey guys, this is Liz Cambay. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Hey, this is Imani Lee Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. WNBA Nation, welcome to this episode of WNBA Nation. My name is Jason Snow, one of your hosts here at the show, and today we have a special treat for you. Uh, I had the chance yesterday, as of the time of the release of this episode, to get on the phone and chat with Haley Jones from Stanford Women's Basketball. Uh, it was a great conversation, it was a lot of fun, and I'm excited for y'all to hear it as we get hyped for this coming NCAA season. That being said, before I jump into the episode, a reminder, if you want to connect with us on social media, if you want to find our merch, if you want to find out more about us, if you want to contact the show, all of those things happen at WNBANation.com. We've got our own domain, WNBANation.com. You can find pretty much everything you need to there. If you want to converse with us, uh, sometimes the easiest way to do that is through Twitter. We're at WNBANationPod. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all those different places. And we are trying to grow our TikTok. So if you like TikTok, look us up. Uh, we're fairly new in that arena. We don't have that many videos out yet, but we're putting more out um, as fast as we can. So hopefully y'all enjoy that. So find us there at WNB Nation Pod as well. But that is enough for hyping our own stuff. Without any further ado, I'm going to throw it over to myself for this interview with Haley Jones. WNBA Nation, we are excited. Uh, we've got a great interview today. We've got Haley Jones from Stanford University joining the show and uh, Haley, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for being on. We're excited. We're we're in like the final stretch right before we hit college basketball season. Uh, it's an exciting time as as we kind of cool off from the WNBA season that we just finished, and we get into this. Um, and we're really excited. I, I guess uh, as we get going, Stanford has had a a couple of very successful years leading up to this year. It's your senior season. Um, I'm kind of curious, just what's the vibe in the locker room right now? Are you guys feeling confident? Are you feeling uh, ambitious? I, I guess if you had to describe the mood in the locker room, what's Stanford like right now? I mean, those two are some great starting points for me. I think that, yeah, we're confident going into this year, you know, coming off the undefeated Pac-12 season and then winning the Pac-12 championship and then a Final Four run. Um, that, that's a boost of confidence going into the next season. But, you know, we did end last year with a little sour taste in our mouth. So I think that that leads to us being ambitious for this year. I think that that loss led to a lot of motivation in our spring workouts, summer workouts, and now heading into the fall. We did lose a lot of, um, you know, key players. Um, but I think that we, we reload as we do every year and the new pieces are just fitting in seamlessly and everybody has a great work ethic. It's great energy, a lot of positivity, a lot of competitiveness at practice. So we're excited to finally get this show on the road. Absolutely. I, I'm glad to hear it. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you guys are, are kind of coming off that. And that's one of the things I wanted to ask about was, um, obviously, you made a Final Four run last year, which anybody anybody who's ever played basketball knows that that's the dream, you know, even just making it to the Final Four. Um, but as defending champs, that had to be a little bit bittersweet where you made it to the Final Four, but but I'm sure your goals were a little bit higher than that. Um, I guess, what was the reaction to that loss in the Final Four last year? And um, I guess, what have you guys done to use that and to turn it into a positive leading into this year as, as a motivator? Yeah, I mean, I think that last year's Final Four loss, it's like you said, it's difficult to lose in the Final Four because you feel like you're so close. And it's like it's the culmination of all of your hard work throughout the season. You're like, wow, I'm at the Final Four. But it's also like I'm at the Final Four. There's still two more games to win. And so the year prior, we won the whole thing. 
And it's like, you know, how do you end the season and not win the whole thing? So now that I got to experience that, I very much prefer the other way around. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I think losing in the final four is already difficult enough. And then to know that you lose not playing your best basketball as a team, like it's hard, you know, you're not hitting the shots you usually hit. So you feel like you left some of yourself out on that court. You didn't have your best showing. So I think it would have been a tougher pill, an easier pill to swallow, I should say, if we left and we're like, all right, like we played our best basketball and sometimes it just doesn't go your way. But leaving the court, knowing that even though you may have given it all that you had, it just wasn't enough because you weren't hitting the shots usually hit, you know, untimely turnovers, things of these different things. So it's difficult. But I think once we sat down to watch that film, see our mistakes, it's like, okay, you know, there's so much growth. We have so many key pieces returning that I think we can make another run and have a different result this year. Yeah. And, and a lot of the, uh, the media that's covering it feels the same way in terms of you guys being able to make it back, um, and put yourself in a situation to win. I'm curious, uh, on a personal level, what aspect of your game have you focused on the most since last year, uh, during this offseason? Yeah. I think a lot of it has been focused on confidence ball handling. I'm running more of the point guard this year. And in years past, you know, me playing before the wing, I have ball handled a good percentage of the game, but now, being that primary ball handler is a different type of look, both um, facilitating the offense, you know, doing more playmaking, whatever it may be, but just bringing the ball floor, organizing, being more of a vocal leader out there. Um, I've worked a lot on ball handling. And then, you know, now playing strictly on the perimeter, it's more outside shooting. So I think those two places are where I've seen the most growth in my game, but also me being able to play all the positions, I have to continue to work on everything. So even though I'm playing the point guard, I'm also still looking at back to the basket looks. If I ever get a back cut down there, I'm still looking at coming off ball screens and in the mid range. But I think it's been a lot of focus on ball handling and just perimeter shooting. Okay, great. I'm, I'm excited to see your handles improve even from where they were at. Um, looking, looking into the season, uh, we're a couple weeks out from the first game. I believe the first game you guys host San Diego state. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and you'll kick off there, but. Looking a little bit past that, I know that's taboo in sports is to look past a game, but uh, we have South Carolina coming into your house on November 20th, just a couple weeks into the season. Uh, first, how important is that game? And second, um, ha- how have you guys been preparing for what's really going to be a-, a big test early in the season? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it's become a little cross-country rivalry between us and South Carolina, um, starting with our class, really. Um, I think that, you know, we had the number one and number two recruiting classes coming out of high school. And I think that both of our classes and individual players have lived up to that expectation. You know, each of us now have a national championship underneath our belt. Um, so we're really excited for that game. Like you said, we have a lot of competition before that and we still have to focus on ourselves and we have to take care of those early games. But I think that it's a big test for us and it's also a big test for them. Like we battle every time that we play. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's, it's going to be a really fun, competitive game. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. And I think it's going to be some really good basketball at the beginning of the season. And no matter the outcome of the game, um, it's going to, it's going to, you know, be motivation moving forward. Like, okay, you know, there's going to be things to work on throughout the game, after the game. I think it's going to be a good tell to see where we need to grow. Um, going into Pac-12 season, we also have big games. We're hosting Creighton. Last year's Cinderella team, they're great hosting Tennessee. They've got a great team this year. You know, going to Hawaii, playing a team like Florida Gulf Coast is going to be interesting. Just a lot of different looks throughout this preseason that I think is going to be great to get underneath our belt heading into Pac-12 and then later on the postseason. 
Absolutely. And as a fan, I'm, I, I can tell you that I'm hoping that that's just the preview for uh, what we'll see again in this next final four. Um, oh, sure. It's a great matchup and, and it's always fun to watch. So uh, that'll be on ABC for those listening to the show. Uh, make sure you put that on your calendar. That's going to be a great one to watch. Uh, changing subjects just a little bit. Um, your head coach, Coach Vanderveer, is a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, I'm curious, playing for somebody like that, what's what's the thing that you've learned most in your time playing there? Um, I think the thing that I've learned most is to how to become a player that makes the people around them better. Um, you know, I think that Tar describes great players and a lot of people describe great players to be players who make the players around them better. So like I'm working on my individual game, but at the same time, I'm able to uplift my teammates, learn how to become a leader, learn how to learn from every different player on my team because everybody's so good at more than one thing. But I think a lot of people specialize for like, you know, coming in as a freshman and I'm learning from people like DJ Harrington and Keanu Williams and Nadia Fingo. And like every year I'm just continuing to learn from these amazing people. Um, I've learned how to, you know, be great and then continue to make the players around me great, which I think has just only helped my individual growth. Absolutely. I, I was going through some, uh, some news articles and stuff and I came across a quote, which to me is rarefied air. I'm a Los Angeles Lakers fan. Uh, last year, uh, in the, in kind of a March Madness time, your coach described you as the Magic Johnson of women's basketball. I'm just curious, what was your response when you heard that? I mean, that's a, a very high compliment from a Hall of Fame coach. So, um, I think I take that with great pride, great honor, but also great humbleness because I think I still have a lot of room to grow. Um, so for me to be compared to, you know, one of the greatest ever, um, is such a high compliment, very high praise that I appreciate, but I think it's also, a source of motivation, you know, you want to live up to that and you also want to surpass that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a great compliment and it's definitely some, a player that I admire. Absolutely. Uh, kind of speaking of that, I'm curious, um, who are your favorite basketball players to watch, uh, either NBA, WNBA or, or in whatever category, uh, they fall. Um, who are some of your favorite players to watch and maybe that you've modeled your game after? For sure. I think growing up, my favorite player was easily Tamiki Catchings. Um, I think it was mainly because when you watch somebody like that play, you can see the passion and the love that they have for the game. And she played every single possession with that same intensity, um, which is something that I love. So growing up, it was definitely her. And then my favorite men's player when I was younger, even though I'm from the Bay, I was kind of a Celtics fan growing up because I loved Kevin Garnett. I think just same reasons, like he was a dog, right? Mm-hmm. And then as I've gotten older, I really started to model my game and love players who do it all. So that's players like Brianna Stewart, you know, players like Kevin Durant, um, just these really versatile, long, lengthy wings that can handle the ball. They can shoot, they can play back to the basket and their mid range is off the charts. And then I love to take little bits and pieces from different players over you know, different eras of the games, like my cousin, Milton Jones, you got the Sue Birds, you got the My Moors, the Sylvia Fowles, like all these different greats. I try to model my game and take bits and pieces from each and one of them. Love that. Love that. And uh, I've got a basketball behind me signed by Catchings. And uh, yeah, it's one of my prized possessions. That's uh, <laughs> She's definitely, I personally, my goat. One last basketball question, then maybe a couple uh, more more fun, less basketball-oriented questions, if that's okay. I'm going through, we have our own mock draft that we do as a show. We know other people that are in media coverage that do WNBA mock drafts. 
your name is at the top or at the very close to top of every single draft that's coming out. Um, I know you're trying to focus on the NCAA season, but it has to be in the back of your mind that you know that the WNBA is an opportunity this next year. Um, what thoughts do you have about that? Are you excited? Are you trying not to think of it? I guess what's been your response to getting that kind of level of hype? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's uh, it's really cool. It's it's weird. Like um, the people that I've looked up to in the league since I've been growing up are like kind of still there, and so it's weird to think about myself in the league with them, um, beside them, and then now like people like Ryan Howard and Nas Hillman that I played with with USA basketball are also in the league. So now I know people there. So I'm really excited to, you know, have that in the future, but it's also, I don't want to get too caught up in the future because I want to enjoy my senior year at Stanford. It's an amazing place. All my best friends are here. And so it's like, I want to stay present in the moment and I still have so many things I want to accomplish and finish while I'm here. So it's an odd balance that I'm still learning how to strike that, you know, happy medium mm-hmm. of enjoying where I'm at, being present, staying motivated for this year, but also in the back of my mind being like, okay, like you also have to think about prepping for your next season. Like you're about, this is about to end, but also love it. Don't get too caught up in the standings and the draft because at this point where I'm at right now, that's, that doesn't really matter so much to me. What matters is winning a national championship, winning a pack of championship, enjoying my year with this team because I'm never going to be in this type of space again. So it's being present um, and just loving every moment that I have here, but also looking forward to that in the back of my mind. And I think I've grown up having like being used to kind of having this external pressure about the future, you know, coming out, being the number one player, there's expectations, there's pressure, there's hype, but like that also isn't what I deal with on the day to day. Mm-hmm. So I have to stay where my feet are and stay grounded in my day-to-day life while still having those, the understanding of what is coming in my future. But, you know, being present in what I'm doing. Absolutely. I love it. Love the attitude. Love the focus. Um, we'll jump into... I've got a couple of questions just to give fans uh, a chance to get to know you a little bit better, especially as many of our fans are going to follow you into the WNBA and, and follow your career that direction. Um, so it's always fun to get to know you a little bit. So... Uh, obviously, Stanford has a great athletic tradition. Stanford has a great academic tradition. Um, but I'm curious if if you're thinking not athletic, not academic, what is your favorite thing about Stanford? It could be your favorite place to eat, your favorite activity on campus. Uh, what's your favorite thing about Stanford not within athletics or academia? Um, I think just the people. Um, I love the people of Stanford. I love the friends that I've made both within my team, but friends around campus, friends on other teams. I think that the relationships that you're able to build are relationships that are going to last me the rest of my life. Like Stanford is a place that breeds excellence. Like, you know, everybody there is excellent, has excellence in their own right, whether it be in an athletic sport and I'm next to Olympians at the dining hall or, you know, people in my freshman dorm already selling their tech to Google and having nonprofits for refugees across the world, just doing amazing things. Um, so I just love getting to know all these different people at Stanford. Awesome. Uh, one last question. Uh, we know visualization is important in sports. Uh, as you're visualizing, I want you to look forward. You've just won the, the NCAA championship. It's the end of your senior season. You just won. Uh, where, where are you going and what are you getting for your post championship celebration meal? Oh, wow. Um, okay. Visualizing post championship meal. All I'm thinking. I literally have an image of Anna Wilson and I sitting after we won the national championship in 2021, eating a cheeseburger on the ground, 
um, tape still on, hat on backwards, natty hat on backwards, in the natty shirt, just sitting on the ground, enjoying the moment, eating the cheeseburger that was given to us at the Alamo Dome. So <laughs> I would love to have another moment like that, just with my team, just raw, feeling the emotion, sitting into the surrealness of winning national championship, eating whatever meals provided to us, whether it's a cheeseburger, a hot dog, pizza. I, any of those will do for me. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, uh, again, fans, if you're in the Palo Alto area, if you're, I'm looking at you, San Francisco, San Jose, Oakland, all those cities around there, uh, make sure you go to the games. Again, they start, uh, on the 7th of next month with San, uh, with the San Diego State coming into town. Make sure you sell out those seats. Uh, again, there will be the national broadcast of the game against South Carolina on the 20th. Uh, we're going to be covering that in more detail. We are planning on being at the final four. I know you are as well. So hopefully we see you there. Um, anything you'd like to say to fans before we let you go? Um, just, I'm excited for my senior year and I hope to hear all of your support at all of our games. Awesome. Uh, thank you again, Haley, for being on the show. We hope to have you back on in the future and, uh, the best of luck in your coming season. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Yep. You have a good day. All right, we want to thank again Haley Jones and Stanford Women's Basketball for being a part of our show today. This was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed it. That being said, if you made it to the end of the show, you're enjoying yourself, uh, we always do appreciate it if you take a moment and go over and give us a five-star review on iTunes. That really helps out the show and the algorithms and all that back-end stuff. Um, that being said, I, I believe we have at least one, if not a couple, uh, five-star reviews that we need to read still. That'll happen in our next regular recording episode. Uh, but until next time, my name's Jason Snow, and we got you next time.